You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You know, um, but no stadium is as loud as ours. But at the end of the day, you know, they're at home, NFC Championship. They're going to be all riled up. And, you know, it don't, it don't really too much. We don't really too, too much feed into all that. You know, we put the pads on and just go to work. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network, presented as always by BetMGM. Joe Ojoji with you on a Thursday as we look forward to Conference Championship Weekend. The voice there, of course, Debo Samuel talking about the crowd, the noise that is likely coming in Philadelphia this weekend. Joining us right now to talk about both games, Jason Logan, senior industry analyst, covers.com. He's on the buythephoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix, a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit buythephoenix.com to learn more. Jason, let's start with the first game. NFC Championship, 3 o'clock Eastern Sunday, Niners, Eagles, two and a half to number, and it's sat here for a little while. What do you make of, of the spread on this game? Um, two very even teams. Eagles looked at as a, a slight favorite in this game. What, what do you make of these two teams and this and the number of two and a half? Yeah, the, I think the number of two and a half is basically going to stick until Sunday. I think you're going to see liability stack up on the Eagles. And every time that the books need a little bit of Niners money, they're going to go to three. And we saw some books dip their toe in the field goal pool early on Tuesday morning. I think lines lasted maybe three minutes. They took a ton of Niners money. You know it's going to be some bigger bets as well, too, trying to grab Niners at that key number of a field goal. So I think that's the way we're going to see it. Anytime that they need Niners money, they're going to go to three. It'll be open for a short window. So if you like San Francisco, you know, get your bet alerts or whatever you have for line alerts out there. Uh, you may have those opportunities to still get San Francisco plus three between now and Sunday. But I think the majority of the time we're going to see this hovering around an expensive minus two and a half for Philadelphia. All right, when we see uh, see that number, uh, especially over the second half of the entire season, teasers have been very popular. And when you see two and a half, that, that's mm-hmm. a nice opportunity to tease the dog through the three and the seven. Any appetite to tease the Niners here? Um, yeah, I mean, we're expecting a close game. We saw this one open as low as one and a half. So, I mean, some, some of the, the early projections on these opening spreads were calling for a much closer game than what we're seeing right now. Uh, yeah, it's always it's always great to be able to bump it through the key numbers on those teasers. I mean, that's the way that you want to work them right now. I, you know, it's tough to see San Francisco getting blown out. And considering, like you said, how close these two games are, um, we do on the podcast, the Sharp 600 podcast on Fridays, we do put out a, a Team 600 teaser. So I haven't dabbled with the teasers just yet, but absolutely, I mean, that's that's kind of that that bread and butter of moving moving the number on teasers. So. Jason, what do you expect stylistically in this game? It's, it's interesting because you have two two offenses with explosive players, Ayuk and Debo and Kittle and Goddard and Brown and Smith. I mean, you can see any, and throw McCaffrey in there. Any of those guys could take a 10-yard pass and make it a touchdown. But we also have two outstanding defenses. Eagles are the number one pass defense in the NFL. 
Do you expect a lower scoring game, or do you think get the ball in the hands of these playmakers and we get some points on the board? You've got the guys that can break it out. I think the Niners, they definitely want to take that methodical, grind it out, run on the ground, and try to exploit what has been a soft Philadelphia rushing attack. And I think the Eagles want to come out swinging and get up ahead like they did against the Giants. And that's what we've seen from Philadelphia all year. They've been able to come out a very explosive first quarter, very explosive first half, get ahead on the scoreboard, force those teams to abandon the run, which is exactly what happened to the Giants last week, uh, and, and what we've seen from this team uh, over the last few, the, basically all season, just protecting that rush defense. Um, and so that, I think that the, the first quarter is going to be very, very telling on how this game plays out. Um, and then, like you said, we do have some playmakers for the Eagles as well, too. And Jalen Hurts has shown that he can hit those guys for big, big gains. Guys like AJ Brown wanting the ball and everyone's like, oh, shit, is that a diva move? No, like, of course you should want the ball. Who do you want him to throw it to? Smith is a guy that can break off some big games. Uh, Dallas Goddard, a, a fantastic receiving option as well for them. And then we have seen San Francisco uh, a bit sloppy and a bit susceptible in first halves over the playoffs so far. They were, uh, you know, they were trailing against Seattle. They gave up 17 points in that second quarter to the Seahawks, trailed in that game. They trailed to Dallas uh, in the divisional round. And and remember that Dallas left points on the table too. They, they could have kicked a field goal. Uh, Dak had that interception on the fourth down. So there's, it could have been a lot worse in the first half for them. And we have seen them be susceptible to some downfield hits. Seattle had some success hitting their receivers for big shots too. So, um, like I said, the first quarter is going to be very, very telling and how this plays out. Both teams can run it. Uh, for me, I, you got to look at the quarterback situation and, and you talked about, we had, you had Debo running the clip there talking about how this game is, is going to be no different and they, you know, it's going to be loud, but they're used to that. No, they're not. They're not used to that. They've played in one true road game in the last 11 games of the season. That was in Seattle. A uh, game that was a little, you know a little closer than what the scoreboard actually indicated there, but you know you had de facto home games in uh, in Vegas and L.A. and uh, they had the neutral site game in Mexico City. They haven't had to travel O.D. They haven't had to do this in a while. So I think it's going to be a shock to the system. It's going to be a shock to the system for young Brock Purdy as well too. And you've got a rookie quarterback making his first road start, and then you've got a guy at home who's an MVP candidate. And I, you know, when, when the chips are, are on the table, I'm going to lean towards the better quarterback. And Jalen Hurts, absolutely the better quarterback. So Philly minus two and a half. Is that uh, where you're focused as far as side total or, or uh, any props on your mind? So first, first bet that I made on Sunday night when the lines were coming out. And like I said, this one opened like as low as minus one and a half. I went out and grabbed Philly money line minus 130. We've seen it pump up now minus 140, minus 150. Um, maybe that's just me being lazy or not wanting to sweat out a two and a half or a one and a half on Sunday, but I just thought that Philadelphia is the right side. I don't mind laying a little extra big to just have that outright because it, it very much could be a one score, you know, that one point, two point game. Um, as far as far as props go here, I'm, I'm heavy on Hertz. I took his over on nine and a half rushing attempts. Um, you know, he, he was, he had nine rushing uh, attempts against the Giants in a game where they really didn't need him to run a whole lot. He went under the nine and a half but if we look at the seven games in which he's gone for 10 or more rushing attempts on the season, all of those one-score games, or sorry, six of those one-score games, very close games. This one with the point spread indicating another close game. I think Jalen Hurts is going to have to make some plays with his legs. Uh, I think we'll see uh, on some passing sets have to tuck the ball and run away from this pass rush. And then I think we're going to see his number called a lot more on rushing plays as well, too. So I like him to go nine and a half. There were some ten and a halves out there, too, which we're paying like plus 110. So... If you like that expected value, you can go out and find those. I don't know if they – I know the line had ticked down. 
Uh, and then I liked I bought I bet Hertz to score a touchdown plus one thirty two. Uh, which was a, I thought was a great deal considering what this guy can do on those QB keepers on the goal line. And this is a market that we normally see between minus 110 and plus 110 on Jalen Hurts' touchdown. So I, I grabbed that plus 130. You know, I, I, I still think he is the beating heart of this offense, and he's, he's going to play like an MVP there on Sunday. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. Time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Jason, let's go to the other game here. Bengals and the Chiefs. Where, where, where do you come down on the line movement this week? It's been all over the place, and really nothing has changed. I mean, I, I've assumed from the beginning Mahomes is going to play. He's going to play. I mean, we, But it's just the perception of how bad he's injured here that I think is changing this. So we went from Chiefs, small favorite, all the way flipped around Bengals, small favorite. Now we're back again to the Chiefs. What do you make of all the different movements here with this line over the week? Yeah, it's 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 been fun to track it all. And Mahomes pretty much came out and said, "I'm playing like right from the get go." But what you saw, you saw a lot of early money trying to get ahead of any injury updates or injury news. I didn't expect him to practice this week. I did expect him to play, but I did not expect him to practice and maybe KC be a little uh, a little cagey, bit of gamesmanship maybe around his status. Was surprised to see him on the field on Wednesday. Now I bet Cincinnati money line even money. On, uh, on Sunday night, got out ahead of that. And then when the line flipped back again, um, I took them, I have to write the NFL underdogs column. And we saw yesterday when he came back to, to practice, the, like you said, the market swung right back around in some places at 888 Sport, one of the sports books out there. Uh, they had plus one and a half on Cincinnati. And it's uh, the reason I love the plus one and a half. And I would suggest if you do like Cincinnati against the spread here that you wait for that one and a half. One is one of those underrated key numbers. It's one that we don't necessarily think of, although it is, you know, like the fifth most key number out there. We always think three and six and seven and all of that, but one is so, so Mm -hmm. important. And we saw a lot of uh, pro betting groups grab KC on Tuesday night. It was plus two and a half. They grabbed plus two and a half. They didn't go KC Moneyline, which kind of was a bit telling to me. I was like, well, KC Moneyline was out there at a pretty good payout. They grab plus two and a half, and what that makes me feel like, and now we're seeing this line come back to one, it makes it, it really makes this feel like a one-point game. And just getting the underdog on the other side of that key one-point spread uh, is very, very important. So, you know, if you're, if you're looking for Cincy right now, 
Um, you know, I did play them money line. I do like Cincinnati in this game. I like the rushing attack. I think their defense is better. Uh, and if Mahomes is dinged up in any way, if he's not as mobile and can keep plays alive and get those drastic first down runs, then, then Burrow is the better quarterback. And I don't think it's a stretch to say that as well, too, with how they went into Buffalo. Couldn't have looked any better for Buffalo. Set up perfect. The snow was falling. Uh, you know, the crowd was crazy. And since he absolutely controlled that game from the opening whistle to the final horn. So, um, yeah, so I, I have I have uh, Cincinnati money line at even money, which was just kind of grabbing a better number when those lines were coming out on Sunday night. And then I did take them plus one and a half yesterday when that the, the big market correction on Mahomes. Yeah, and with that Buffalo game, the weather certainly helped Cincinnati. You wouldn't think playing in Buffalo <laughs> that it would, but it did. And the offensive line injuries that Cincinnati's dealing with, yeah. it, it actually helped them. They couldn't get that pass rush going in that weather. Um, with all of the focus on Mahomes, and it's funny, one week ago when it comes to the Bengals, all of the focus was on the state of that offensive line. Nobody's talking about the Bengals' offensive line. Don't you think that's going to come into play a little bit this week with the three starters out? Yeah, absolutely. And KC is, I think KC's defense definitely gets overshadowed by what Mahomes and that offense does. But this is a team that constantly hits a peak or a defense that hits the peak at the right time every year, just before the playoffs. They have that ferocious front four. They get a lot of pressure on the quarterback with just bringing the front four as well, too. I think they finished second in the NFL in sacks. So definitely have to be respected. You know, Cincinnati can do it in, in one of two ways. They can uh, burrow, you know, very, very good at playing behind a crap offensive line. So he knows how to get rid of that ball very quickly. He's got a ton of targets out there. Everyone seems to be humming at the right point. And then that rushing game, specifically against Buffalo last week, I mean, the, the, the yards after contact and just how nasty guys like Mixon and even uh, uh, P. Ryan when he was getting the ball, they were pushing for those first downs. They were getting hit. They kept going forward. I think they had 13 first downs on the ground. Uh, if we look at KC's defense, has been phenomenal during the second half of the season, but that one soft spot continues to be the run, uh, the run stop. 21st in EPA allowed per handoff since, I think, week eight or week nine. Um, and I think Cincinnati can continue to exploit that. And that allows them to play a little defense on offense, too. You know, everyone always says, like, oh, maybe you don't want to, maybe you want to score points and, and not, you know, chew up the clock against Mahomes. But I, I definitely think that Cincinnati can do that. I think they can set the pace with a running game that picks up yards. Uh, that'll keep that pass rush honest. And then you're also going to have, uh, you know, the time ticking and uh, not allowing Mahomes to uh, have the football, which is always a great defense. And if he is not mobile enough, then you've got to really test those legs. And if he's playing from behind and he has to pass, then you can bring extra guys and you can bring uh, – um, you know, a, a lot of pressure on him. And Cincinnati is a team that we have seen create chaos and create turnovers as well, too, which is something that Kansas City does not do that well on defense. They don't create a lot of turnovers. Um, but Cincinnati has those game-changing plays from the stop unit. Jason, how much of the handicap and your feeling, I know you said you bet the Bengals plus, you know, even, you know, a money line earlier this week. How much of it, in your mind, goes back to – they're not afraid of the Chiefs. They beat them three in a row. Yeah. I mean, typically anyone plays the Chiefs like, well, they got to go up against Mahomes and Reed. This Bengals mm -hmm. team seems to not be phased by them at all. 
Yeah, it, it, it is one of those underlying things that you have to put out there. They've gone to Arrowhead and they've handled their business in Arrowhead. They beat them the last two the, the, the last two regular season matchups as well, too. I think they played, what, week 13, had a big fourth quarter comeback in that game and won at home. But, yeah, that psychological edge and just how good Cincinnati has been on the road. Were they 8-2 and two ATS on the road this year? Like, a fantastic bet on the road. Um, yeah, they're, they're not afraid. They're not going to be overwhelmed. Definitely, uh, I'm loving the Brady... Manning Colts Patriots vibe that we're getting from this AFC rivalry and how just those like the Colts were not afraid of the Patriots and neither were the Patriots weren't afraid of the Colts and it was just fantastic and I, I'm hoping that you know you get two young quarterbacks in these teams I hope we get to do this a few times in the AFC championship game but it's it's it is a big psychological edge that that the Chiefs normally have that just isn't there for the Bengals okay so you've got uh Cincinnati Philadelphia is that the Super Bowl matchup any uh MVP odds that you would take a look at before uh, those numbers take a big drop after Sunday? Um, what's Jalen? Jalen out there, three to one is Jaylen, pretty good. Three I mean, to he's one. a guy, like I said, he's yep. the, the stick that stirs this drink for Philly. Um, and then Burrow as a quarterback. I mean, the, the quarterbacks are obviously the two ones that you have to pick. I always like, uh, and I always suggest that, you know, when if you miss the bus on Super Bowl odds, when you finally get that pairing, the MVP on quarterback is is kind of a nice way to offset or maybe milk a little extra value while not having so much risk out there because we do see quarterbacks win Super Bowl MVP so often. So if it does come down to Eagles and Cincy, and uh, you you know you're definitely not getting the best of the number at that point, but you do want to have a bet on you know maybe the winner of the game outright, and you want to get some extra you know usually it's plus money. You can get a Jalen or or a Joe Burrow probably around plus one ten plus one twenty to an MVP. Great stuff. Jason Logan, covers.com. Check out his work there. He was on the ByThePhoenix.com guest on the Phoenix, a revolutionary technology, helping men all across America get back to their best in the better. Visit ByThePhoenix.com to learn more. Coming up next, we'll reset NBA futures, including the MVP odds, right here on the BetQL Network. Thanks, Jason. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.